Hey, everybody, welcome to the Healthy and Thriving Relationships Podcast. We are Gordon and Tara Avery, a husband and wife team that is super passionate about healthy and thriving relationships. Everything from dating to marriage to faith to yourself, you know, we just want all of your relationships to flourish. So grab a cup of coffee, take a seat, and let's do this thing. You do a great job. I mean, I think that if I was listening to this podcast, the first voice I'd really want to hear. Well, I mean, I guess you're hearing my voice because of the intro, but the first voice I really want to hear is yours because mm, you good. have my favorite voice in the world. Yeah, you're biased. Yeah, I am, but it's probably good that I'm biased, but I, I think it's great. You just have such a Thanks. warming hello. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, we are back talking about... Um, the series that we're in, How to Find the One. Mm, how do you find the one? Well, we're in the steps. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I just think it's a great, I mean, I just love the title. It's just, how do you find the one? And people are like, you're really going to tell me? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Uh, we are going to. Yeah, these are just some, pra- some practical steps um, we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Um You know, we all have the question of like, how do I find quality people? How do I find Mm -hmm. someone who's husband or wife material? Um, And we just really wanted to, yeah, really take a look at at that and break that down into some steps, some practical steps that are hopefully a little bit helpful. Yeah, it's like they're practical and yet they're incredibly challenging. Like we talked about, um, you know, like the first episode was – Um, you know, like, are you, you got to ask yourself, are you actually ready? Is this the right season for you Mm -hmm. to be dating? Are you, are you ready if you found that person to get married? Also, um, are you even looking for the one, you know, we're so focused on looking for a great date that we forget to look for a great mate. And we talked to all that kind of stuff. Right. And then, um, and then we talked about last week, you know, it's a practical thing that you can do, but it feels so impractical. At the mm-hmm. same time, because we talk about now that you know that you're looking for a spouse, now give it up. And you're like, that sounds discouraging. You're like, no, we mean give your romance back to God yeah. and let him choose for you. And and even give the idea of marriage back to him and say, what I really want is you. I mean, so it's it's really this interesting thing where like these are actually practical things that you can do and you can pray and you can come to God and ask for. But they also feel incredibly impractical, you know, yeah. at the same time. But at least the idea is that they're clear steps. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, but I've heard uh, people ask this question a lot. You know, like, how do I really know that they're one? How do I find the one? How do I find good people? And a lot of times the responses, um, even f- from some incredibly wise people that I, I love and love to follow and, and listen to their advice and their insights, a lot of times their responses are so vague and abstract that you're like, it's not helpful. And so that was kind of like our dream of like, how could we be do a series that's actually really helpful? Like yeah, these are well, clear things to do. They're challenging things to do. Yeah. And we, and we want to like another, like just note, uh, we said this in the very, very first episode, but 
the way we are going about this and the things that we're going to tell you <laughs> are not conventional. They are not what's normal in culture. And so at first, some of these things, you're going to be like, what in the world? You know, how does this like actually, uh, that seems weird, you know, but just bear with us. Yeah. Like, like really consider it because we've done it and it works awesome. It's yeah. And really, the steps really, really build on each other. So if you haven't listened to those first two episodes, just encourage you to go back, listen to those, and mm-hmm. then you can come back to this one. Awesome. So we're now on to step two. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's talk about that. I'm really excited about this. I think before we even say what the second step is, we have to have a little bit of background and ask a really important question that I think we forget to ask this question. And the question is, what is the purpose of marriage? Mm, yeah. Another another way to ask this is, what is marriage for? Mm-hmm. You know, we ask a lot of questions like, why marriage? Or when to get married? Or who to marry? Or what is marriage? Like, we're asking all of these questions. But what's interesting is we're not asking, what is marriage for? Like, what what's the, the whole what's point? What's the purpose of marriage? Mm-hmm. And so, to find out, like, what is actually the purpose of marriage, once again, as always— <laughs> You can guess where we're going is right back to the garden, the first chapters of Genesis, because God's original intention for marriage, that's where we find it. That's where we see it. So what was God's original intention? And Mm -hmm. what you find is not what you would expect, but marriage essentially is, it was designed to be a team working together to bring flourishing to the world. You know, to to take Eden and to spread that throughout all of God's good earth. Mm-hmm. Now that's, I don't know about you, but I had never been told before until, um, it was really when I was like reading uh, John Mark Comer and listening to him talk about this idea. I had never even heard of that concept. Yeah, me neither. As like, what do you mean? Like even thought to ask what is marriage for? Or is marriage no, it's just, just a- something you just do because everybody does it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the point of the marriage is the marriage. Like that's the whole point. The romance is the point. Or to make me happy. Yeah, totally. But this idea of it's a team working together to bring flourishing throughout the world, to spread Eden, to work together is like not a concept I've heard. And so I was like, wait, well, where are you getting that from? Well, I mean, if you notice right away, God actually says it right from the beginning, but it's, it's so easy to miss is Genesis 1, 26. Here's, here's what God says. He's, he's like, ta- I love it. It's like he's talking to himself. Because <laughs> uh, uh, he says, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule. Mm. Like, you notice that? Like the really important part right there is the so that. Like yeah. so that means here's the whole point of why we're going to do it. They're going to mm-hmm. be like us. And here's the reason. The reason is so they can rule. Mm-hmm. That's a weird word. Like we don't like when I think of rule, I think of like um, a dictator, you know, or something right. really bad. Like we've had such we, bad- we like yeah associate something bad with it. Mm-hmm, totally. But if we look at the way that God rules, what are we ruling? First of all, it says so they can rule over you know all of the earth, all of the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, all of the animals, all mm-hmm. of the plants. They can rule and subdue the earth. Mm-hmm. And the way that God goes about that, he's like, the way I rule and subdue is, it's kind of like when you have kids, you, you need to kind of sometimes subdue them. 
Uh, <laughs> but it means to really take care of them, make to protect it, to grow them in the right way, direct mm-hmm. them on the right paths. And that, that's like what a gardener does is like they go in and they basically rule and subdue that garden. They pull out any weeds. They mm-hmm. they make sure that if this plant needs to be lifted up, they lift it up. They understand the watering schedule. Yep. And that's a great example of what ruliness of doing is. And from the beginning, God designs Adam and Eve together to work. They're working the same job. Yeah, working side by side together. Side by side. It wasn't, <laughs> I find it funny. It's almost, I, I would expect to say that God gave a, a one job to Adam. He gave a separate job to Eve, you know, but he gives them the same job. Mm-hmm. They're not like, it's not like Eve is like, you know, like making a, fruit salad from all the trees while Adam's out there like working (laughs) and it comes back. How was your day? Adam, was it good? It was like, they were working side by side together doing like their purposes together. Yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, it's, it's stunning. And that's what the purpose of marriage is. And if that's the purpose of marriage, it actually changes the way that we even prepare or think about dating or mm-hmm. even the type of person we're looking for or our season. And so that leads us to step two. Um, what is really the next step to do? I've given my romance to God. Now what do I do? And our step is simply start gardening. Yeah. And so you're like, wait, what, what do we mean by start gardening? Um, I don't yeah. like gardening. You're like, no, we're using this as a metaphor, but. Yeah, it's really a metaphor. Um that John Mark Comer uses, the author of Loveology. He actually has mm-hmm. a whole book called like Garden City, and he goes more into depth and yeah, stuff on that yeah. too. Um, but we really love the imagery, so let's just read what he has to say since he coined, you know, gardening project. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Okay, he says, everybody needs a gardening project. Put another way, everybody needs to find a calling in life, mm. a sense of this is what I was put on earth to do. This is what I'm good at. This is what I was made for. This is my Eden, my corner of the earth to rule over. So what's your calling? What's your gardening project? You need to be able to answer that question or in time the wheels will fall off in your marriage. Why? Because all healthy marriages are built around a calling. Marriage is a means to an end. It exists for friendship, yes, but also to partner with God for the remaking of shalom. Mm. Couples who exist simply for one another are doomed to failure. If the point of your marriage is your marriage, it will collapse in in on itself. Mm. If the end goal of your relationship is your relationship, it will self-destruct. You can only sit at a coffee shop and stare into each other's eyes for so long. <laughs> at some point, you have to get up and do something. Mm. That's why. In an ideal world, you should have a sense of your calling before you get married. And that marriage should be built around that calling. Oof. Oh my gosh, how good is that? Yeah, that's really good. I just I love that he's saying like the whole the whole point of marriage from the beginning was to work as a team together mm-hmm. to to extend the garden. Yeah. And, and that's what Jesus does is he's like, I'm good news is God's kingdom, which is another term for essentially Eden, mm-hmm. um, is I'm bringing it back and I'm asking people to join me in the gardening project. Mm-hmm. And that so marriages now is not just about the marriage. It's about this gardening project together. Yeah, totally. And so start doing that now. Start start finding a gardening project now and you're like mm. before you're married and start discovering what those passions are and what your purpose is. 
Wow. So you're saying like, basically, what is God called you to do? Yes. That's a really, really big question. Yeah. I think for me, so much of my life, I was so focused on, I'm in college, especially like, okay, this is, this is a time to get married. In fact, at uh, George Fox University, we had a funny way, uh, they called it ring by spring. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That they're like, pretty much everyone here is just, just here to get married. They're just Mm -hmm. like, basically... (laughs) They're like, yeah, my career path, I'll figure that out. I'm just really here to find, like, I want to get a ring by spring. Oh, Um, my goodness. (laughs) And I totally had that mindset, too, for so long. I'm like, that's all I could think about. What's the purpose of my life? I just want to be married. Okay, I just want to, maybe we'll figure it out after that. And it's interesting that he's saying, no, no, no. You, if your marriage is about the marriage, the wheels are going to fall off eventually because yeah. you're, you're supposed to do something together. Mm-hmm. And then what ends up happening is, is couples come together and they haven't thought about that. Or we think, yeah. oh, I have my calling and you have your, your calling. Yep. Which is not the way God designed it. And that sometimes leads you in two different directions. Mm-hmm. And that causes more problems down the road. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to um, be a team if all the members on the team are going in different directions. Right. You know? And so I love that. That's the first thing is start gardening. Like really ask yourself and stop and go, before I continue dating, um, I'm going to I'm gonna stop. I'm going to give my romance to God. And then I'm going to ask God, I'm not going to wait around to get married to start doing your calling for life. I'm going to start now. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you're called me to do? And that's not a quick journey. Yeah. You don't have to be like successful in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, like I knew I was supposed to, um, before we got together, God was like, you've been kind of spinning your wheels. Like, you know, you're supposed to be a full-time musician. I've called you to do that, but you're actually working at the church and it's kind of clever because it looks like you're working for me, but I've asked you to go full-time. So by you working at the church, you're not actually fully calling me. And it wasn't until, it's really interesting. It wasn't until I started going into music full time. And I didn't even know how I was going to pay the bills, but I was like, God's called me to do this. I'm going to start doing it. It wasn't until then that then Mm -hmm. after I had been doing that for about a six months to a year, I think a year, then God said, now I want you to go pursue Tara. Mm, Yeah. And so that's a really interesting thing. In fact, God gave the job to Adam before he brought Eve Mm-hmm. He kind of gave, especially I think for men, like he gave him a gardening project and then he realized, I can't, this is too big for me to just do on my own. Mm-hmm. And God's like, aha, that's what I was trying to get you towards. You can't yeah. do this on, the, you weren't designed to do this on your own. You guys were designed to be this a equal team. partnership, yeah. this beautiful team together. And that now is what I call very good. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, ask, ask that question. Yeah. So if you start doing those things that God's placed on your heart, guess what? Yeah. You're going to meet like-minded people who are also passionate about those things. Wow. That's the genius is (laughs) this is one of the best ways to come across people that would be good husband or wife material. Right. Is start doing the things that God has called you to do. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I love that you said that like-minded people. You're going to start running into people who are also passionate about those same things. Yeah, it makes me think of like YWAM. If mm. like anybody's ever heard of YWAM, it's called Youth with a Mission. It's mm. like a mission organization. Yeah. And like so many people have these passions for missions and then they mm. find people like in the program who also have that passion. Mm. And then they like, like it's kind of a joke in the YWAM world that like you meet 
everybody meets their spouse out there. Yeah. Like, or, you know, in the program because yeah. it's like, I mean, it's, it makes sense because if your passions are similar, you're going to attract to each other and then you get to do it together. And that was how it was intended to be. Mm. So mm. it's just like a beautiful partnership. Yeah. It's so be- it also reminds me of uh, NBC basketball camps. I was a camper for four years and then what, what it was like 16 years of coaching or something mm-hmm. like right, a long time coaching. Um, but there were like overnight camps, all of that. But what I found too is the same thing is that you know how many coaches, cause there'd be, it'd be like co-ed camps. So it'd be like girls and guys. And so there'd be girl coaches and guy coaches. And these are intense like things. Like you are really sacrificing your time. You're not getting paid a lot either. So you really have to have the right heart. I want to mm-hmm. serve these kids. And then at the end of the week, it was like you, it was the idea is you earn your right to share like Jesus with them. Just tell your story and invite them into it. And so, us coaches, we'd spend so much time together that you would really bond close. There were so many people at NBC, <laughs> joke, these coaches that ended up getting married. Yeah, And uh, think about it. It makes sense. We're both passionate about like basketball. We both have a heart for kids. We both There's a lot of things that were common mm-hmm. and they're both doing a job together. And it's amazing that when they come together for a common purpose, something bigger than themselves, they're like sacrificing for the sake of others together as a team. It brings people together. Mm-hmm. It's because like you're actually doing the way God originally designed marriage to work. It's yeah. one of the best ways I know to like, how do I find the right person? Start gardening. Yeah. Because you're, you know, it's just, it just totally makes so, yeah, it makes much, so sense. much sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just have like a note for married people. Mm-hmm. Um, like what's he calling you to do together? Mm. And when we say, yeah, when we say you, it's plural. I mean, you know, two become one. So yeah. we're talking about you guys as a couple. Um, like, how is God calling you as a married team to make humanity and creation flourish? Oh, that's a challenging question. Um, yeah, because you may already be, like, in marriage and yeah. are just kind of hearing about this now. Yeah. And, like, there, there's a way to, to discover what that is for you guys. What is the place that you can come together and garden together mm-hmm. on? And that's not saying, like, one of you has got to quit your job. Yeah. And you got to do that. This isn't, there's, with this, it's not like, here's a clear step. Um, is that you got to ask God, like, what does that even look like? What is we as a team that you are calling us to, to spread eating throughout the world? Mm-hmm. And that's, that can be a journey and a process, but, and I don't know what the answer is for you. Like, maybe you're like, wow, we kind of thought mar- the whole point of marriage was our marriage and we never thought about us being a team. And so it may take you a little bit, but start praying together. God, we're supposed to be a team working together to bring your kingdom throughout the earth. And what does that look like for us as mm-hmm. a team? Start that journey. Yeah. It, you know, that that can be, that's so good. I, I love that. Yeah, me too. Wow. Well, we just want to <laughs> conclude this episode. This is actually a shorter episode because we're like, listen, we're just going to get right to the point. Yeah. It's a short episode, but it's not a short journey sometimes to work yep. on this. Yep. And John Mark has a lot to say about it. So it's, it's, we love reading exactly what he has to say on this topic because it's, he says it's so like, what's the word? Uh, so well. Succinctly. Yeah. yeah just really just well. Really good. Um, <laughs> so he has this note for women and for men separately. Okay. For women, he says, um, women, don't marry a man without a gardening project. Oof. No matter how charming or romantic or handsome or spontaneous or stylish he is, if he isn't a gardener, how will you respect him? If he isn't doing anything with his life that matters for God's kingdom, how will you partner with him? 
If he isn't going anywhere, how will you follow him? If his life is just about the day-to-day kind of pleasures, how will you entrust your future and your calling to him? Mm. Okay, can I ask you before you, you move on, uh, how attractive is that for a man to be already guarding? God has called me to do this. Oh, yeah. It's so attractive because it feels like <laughs> your man has a purpose. Yeah. Like he's not just wandering around like the whole like, it's like opposite of like what has been coined the Peter Pan syndrome where yeah. like men are just like still living with their parents and playing video games and like not growing up. Yeah. Like women desire a man who like has a direction and yeah. who knows what he's where he's going and who is like stable in that way of um like… I don't okay. want to say provision, but stable in who he is and what his what he's designed for. Not like you have to be making a lot of because you married me and we were like, we're not sure how we're gonna make money mm-hmm. as mu- you know doing music and stuff full time. Um, but the, the point was, I'm not the provider; God is the provider, mm-hmm. and that it's like I'm finding my value in Him. And, and I just want to speak encouragement to guys that you may feel our cultures. It's interesting. As a guy, it could feel a little bit discouraging. Like culture has been kind of almost like pushing men to the side. Like you don't really have a purpose. and You've ruined everything. Get out of the way. And if you felt that way at all, or if you feel that pressure mm, yeah. to basically like you need to just step out of the way because it's men that created all the problems in the world. So basically just step off to the sidelines. If you felt that discouragement and so you're like, well, I'm just going to be passive yeah, exactly. and just, I don't know, I'll just whatever, you know, God does not think that way about you as a man. God, when he sees you, he sees someone with the potential to change the world. And he sees someone which he wants to do really, really important and vital things. And that you have a really important role Mm -hmm. in this world. We God is searching for heroes and he sees that in you. In Mm -hmm. every man, he says, I know that you were designed, I designed you to create an impact in the world. So start now. Yeah. Even if you feel, and some may not feel the pressure from culture, but I know talking to a lot of men, they kind of feel like, I don't think I can do anything. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like I feel almost, I don't know, and even know what to do. I just feel like I've been told, like, I need to step out of the way. But God is not saying that to you. Mm-hmm. He's saying, I want you to be a servant. I want you to, to really step out and follow me into a purpose that I have for you. And guys, is just what he's saying? Like, when you do that, the right woman, a woman that will blow your socks off, a woman mm-hmm. of God that will just change your life. And I have personally experienced this. Yeah. She's going to be real attracted to you. Like mm-hmm. that's how you find a quality woman is start becoming a quality man. Yeah. Like really start pursuing what God has called for you and you're going to stumble and fall and fail, but God's not going to give up on you. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like as, as a man to other men, I want to like really, mm, really good, encourage um, the men out there right now. Yeah. And here's another note to men. Ooh, okay. <laughs> From John Mark. Give he says, me. men... Don't marry a woman who doesn't want to be your partner in life. No matter how smart or sexy or funny or interesting she is, if she doesn't want to help you in kingdom work, how will your marriage be about more than your marriage? Mm. If she doesn't believe in you, how will you ever trust her? Mm. If she doesn't want to follow God's calling on your marriage, how will you dream, try, fail, and succeed with her? How will you leave the world a better place than you found it? Wow. 
And then finally to both, he says, if you ignore this and get into a marriage with no sense of calling, it's only a matter of time until you start thinking, what now? What's next? It's implanted into your humanness. God created marriage for you to do something, to put on your gloves, pick up your shovels, and hand in hand, go make a world. Mm, so Man, good. so, so good. <laughs> he says it's so good. Wow. That's so incredible. And so, yeah, again, we just want to challenge that give your romance to God. And then this next step is super important is don't wait. Start gardening. Yeah. What has God called you to do? And start mm-hmm. doing that now because God will then bring you someone to do that together. Yep. Um, if God has called you to be married, then he wants, his design, his original intention was that you guys would do a specific, unique, beautiful calling together as a team. And I think that's one of the most beautiful beautiful pictures. And Mm -hmm. by the way, it's just logistically really smart to get yourself around like-minded people that are also interested in similar things that you are. Mm -hmm. It's just logistically a really smart way to meet some awesome people that you're really going to get along with. Totally. And so um, that is what we would say is is step number two. Yeah, and you had mentioned something earlier that we'll kind of talk more in depth um, next week. Mm about be like becoming a quality person instead mm. of like looking for a quality person. Yeah. Um, so we'll touch more on that next week where Ooh. we reverse our focus from them to me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Such an important step we'll talk about <laughs> next week. And it'll be fun. Yeah. And also um, just for more resources, uh, we have read a lot from the book Loveology by John Mark Comer. Um, think theology, but loveology. That's <laughs> basically how it's spelled. Um, I would just so suggest that book. That yeah. is, it's just so good. And it's, it's very different. It's very countercultural from what you're used to. Yeah. And I remember we had already believed a lot of the things we read loveology and we're like, wait, someone else thinks these thoughts too. So this is not just our ideas. This mm-hmm. is clearly starting to see that this is actually God's idea from the beginning. And so that is a really encouraging book. It's a really challenging book. Yeah. Also, um, his other book, Garden City, mm. talks a lot about work and like our purpose um, with work. And that one just came to my mind too. Of mm-hmm. that could be uh, really good if you're when you're looking for you know what your gardening project is. And yeah. um, a lot of times that's in what we do for our work. So yeah, check that one out good. too. Very good. Well, awesome. This has been such a great um, great time. I just love sitting down and we get the chance to talk about um i think one of the most important things in life which is marriage yeah and so hopefully this has been really encouraging for you guys and uh, tune in next week mm-hmm. tune in that's like an old phrase for like radio i don't know if people are tuning <laughs> in like open up your app and hit play next week <laughs> next tuesday <laughs> we'll have the next episode um yeah which is all about reversing the focus oh. we'll talk about more